0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now, here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Monday, February 12th, 2024. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley. I'm filling in for Steve Schultz. He is currently on his way to Uganda, and he will be spending the week there thank you so much for your prayers for him I think currently we just got an update from him he was in the Netherlands so there's a picture of him and Doreen and Mike and um, I know they're just gonna have the best time I'll try to give you guys updates as they're sent to us you know each day I come on I'll kind of update you with what's going on with Steve but thank you for your continued prayers because he is going to be there all week. And if the Lord lays it on your heart to pray for him and the team, we very much appreciate that. Well, today's Monday, so you know my guest is Johnny Enlow, and you know that the Super Bowl just happened. So guess what we're going to be discussing today? There's always prophetic insight that the Lord gives Johnny that is always mind-blowing. So today's show is going to be wonderful but before i bring him on thank you for continuing to support elijah streams thanks to your generosity every three days we partner in drilling a new water well to give a community new life and opportunity this is a look at that process from surveying the land to the drilling
2: many people do not have access to safe clean water which is why we have made it our mission to help change that it takes time prayer and research to identify the right locations for new water wells as we discover a village that could use clean water we travel there to get to know the people we cover a lot of ground and spend countless hours on our way to visit the unclean water sources and back again as we search for the ideal spot for the new well the exciting part comes next The surveyor confirms that the water is present and then the drilling team is mobilized. Water eventually springs forth. The community's happiness explodes. A realization that sets in and know that God has heard their cry for help. Following the completion of the well and the installation of the custom sign, a celebration praising and thanking God is held. Many come to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Destinies are being changed around the globe, one clean water well at a time.
1: Donate online at ElijahStreams.com donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Thank you all again so much for your generosity. You know, I, I always think of what Paul said to the Galatians when he went and finally got to visit the apostles. It says he met with James, Peter, and John. And he gets there, he finally meets with them. And what's the one thing that they ask of Paul? They say, hey, don't forget those in need. Don't forget the poor. And Paul says, that was the thing I was eager to do. And so I think for all of us as believers, we should never forget those in need. And something as simple for us as water that they lack, we should um, feel compelled to help those that are in need, especially for such basic necessities of life. So thank you guys uh, for giving. You do help the needy. You do partner with us. Um, And I think Steve right now is really going to be so blessed being over in Uganda and seeing the fulfillment of the idea that God dropped into a spirit about the water wells and seeing that come about. And without you guys, it would not be possible. So if you feel so led to give today, please visit us online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or you can mail in your gift to the address on the screen. Thank you guys again, and God bless you. All right, Monday means Johnny Enlow, and Johnny is the founder, along with his beautiful wife Elizabeth, of Restore Seven. He's an author and an international speaker, and hey, he he also has his own show right here on Elijah Streams. Please help me welcome my guest today, Johnny Enlow, for Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. 13:49 hours, declaring it a riot.
3: My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children.
1: Johnny, it's great to be back with you and happy birthday to your grandson who just turned one.
3: Thank you, Kelsey. That is absolutely true. Christian Justice is a boy he had his we celebrated his birthday while watching, well, we watched the Super Bowl right afterwards. So thank you. yeah, it's fun,
1: so fun. Oh, it's so special to have a first birthday and with your grandbaby and the Super Bowl. I knew emily um or Angie sent me the notes this morning for you. And when it said Super Bowl, I was like, I knew Johnny was going to come on because I knew the Lord was speaking to you. I actually thought about that last night. I was like, I know that God is downloading things to Johnny right now as we watch the game. So I'm going to kick it off to you and let you just share. Uh, Cause I think you have a hefty amount of notes over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah just-
3: these, these, okay. these are just written down this morning. Cause I wait wow. and, and this is important for people to understand. There's some people that don't understand the nature of the prophetic, the way the Lord uses me. It's like, well, the prophetic, why don't you tell the score before the game? That's not the point. We're not trying to, that would just be if the point is I'm trying to validate me as a prophet.
2: Mm. And so
3: therefore I give a score and see, I'm a prophet. What's, what's God's messaging in there. So that has uh, happened once or twice really in 20s i don't know how many years um, that i've done something this at some level or another where he'll give me the score and the message with with it but it's generally i'm supposed to pay attention look at how the scoring takes place look at the details of the game and then extract the message the message is is almost always way beyond who wins and and loses. There is a central message there, mm-hmm. but then it's about you know um, the score, the numbers there, the player numbers that um, that do that do well that shine. So you wait, you wait to hear from the Lord and let him him speak in that matter. So just so people understand that when we say a prophetic message from it, the prophetic message is extracting from what took place there something that the Lord wants to communicate with us, and it is a lot and. Um, we may not, and it's okay. We may not get to it all. We'll get to whatever the Holy spirit graces us with. And I feel like he gave me like five specific points that we want, uh, you know, we want to be able to run with something that's usable. That's the whole idea is that it be usable Intel from heaven. And, um, speaking of that, we're in a season of such fog of war. And um, there's so much going on, so much disinformation, so much lying, that's been exposed, um, you know, from every uh, every area of society. We could say, but specifically, the media has been, we'll say, the chief proponent of advancing distortion of narrative. And we've discussed that us and many on the on the programs here have gone in into that. We've been lied to about everything, and. Uh, another thing for those who say, "Why are we studying the Super Bowl? Why aren't we studying the Bible?" What well, this is not to replace the Bible. The Bible does tell us, though, the invisible things of Him are clearly seen from His creation, things that are taking place. He says, "The rocks will cry out if my message is not being understood or gotten out in another way." And so, this is—it's a messaging platform. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, understands that. There is a lot of people, there are millions watching, um, watching this type of program. And we know what makes it a, a, a fog of war is the enemy is messaging as well. And many
0: oh, absolutely. Uh,
3: that have been telling that, you know, you see various rituals of whatever, some of the stars, the Illuminati stars and mm-hmm. halftime things. And you're like, oh, man, this is mm-hmm. this is just messaging from The enemy, nobody should watch it at all. You know, there might be a time that might be the determination or the clear message uh, from the Lord. There We've been told recently, a surprise to me, that even Super Bowl is meant to be superb. If you have a super plus a B at the end, superb owl. And so the owl is referring to the Illuminati and Mole. I don't know if you've heard that, Kelsey. No,
1: I haven't. That's just like, (laughs) no, I haven't. But wow.
3: So the superb owl, and so that's why they work into most halftime programs. They're able sometimes very, very obvious Illuminati, yes. Um, yes. dark themes and, and witchcraft Thousands
1: themes. of videos on, on that. Like thousands of videos breaking okay. down how the enemy is working through the halftime show. But there's not a lot of videos showing how God's working through all of this. So that's why I appreciate you, Johnny, because... We need to know what God is doing too.
3: And it's important for us to have this conversation ahead of time because when you see all the enemies doing, you can think, well, this is, we shouldn't pay attention to it at all. This is just entirely mm-hmm. where he's showing up. But the Lord doesn't mm-hmm. mind showing up on the same battlefield and messaging his own thing. And yep. the obvious, best known scriptural account of that would be. David and Goliath, you have Goliath comes out and he's got his messaging going out. He's like, choose you a man. Look at me. Look how big I am. And and uh, you are servants of Saul and I am Goliath and I'm way bigger than all of you. But he told them they were servants of Saul. And so he's stealing the narrative. He's establishing the narrative that he's the brilliant one there. He's owning the halftime show and he's got it all. And, um, We are the insignificant ones, and He's the significant ones, and 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 that's that's the reason we have to speak like this now, because that's the danger for the body of Christ, for Christians, is to feel like we're the the weak, disempowered. We're just trying to react and understand. Oh my, what did they do? What's the last agenda they did? What's the last Mm -hmm. uh, parading of of their symbolism? There's like a battle of of symbolism going on, and and so, but right there, the Lord sent out His own um show in the person of David who comes out there and just stuns everybody not just by taking Goliath down publicly publicly on his on his previously established platform but the first thing he says is like who 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 is this uncircumcised Philistine that he has defied the armies of the living god so don't think it's strange that god would have a commentary or would show up on a platform where the enemy started it, because that's what yeah, that's Goliath good. did. He started right. it, but the Lord finished it and finished it in a in a hurrah. And so that's the awesome thing is platforms in general, are our place where the Lord will come and speak. and um, and in his speaking, he expresses sovereignty. And so somehow, what we've pointed out, whether it's the horse races or the Super Bowls or the big games or the World Series, it's like a consistent messaging and particularly over Elijah's streams, We'll say the last three, four years that we've been doing this, Mm -hmm. you will see there's no sudden um, jolt in a different direction. The messaging is just right in in alignment. He's saying the same thing and he continues to do that. So having said that, let's Let's jump right into. So the score for those of you who have no idea about it, and again, don't think you have to know about sports for you to get the valuable lessons. It's just a messaging platform. So just right. like you didn't need to know about warfare to know that David and Saul's confrontation was important for you to to hear. If you were part of Israel, you needed to hear what was taking place on that platform. So this it doesn't matter if you say You know, it would be primarily a female that might say, I have no interest in football.
1: (laughs) Most females.
3: This, it doesn't matter if you have interest in football, you should have interest that this is a place where the enemy has wanted to message something. And the Lord said, you know, I want to message something too, and that you should be interested in his messaging. And so that's what we're going to. So the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25 to 22. That's the practical part of it. And um, this, you know, immediately we'll see some points of interest that this is a repeat Super Bowl of the year 2020. And 2020 in the sense that it's the same two teams. And, you know, I I had to happen to have right in front of me. I looked it up that after the 2020 Super Bowl, I had Chiefs win a stunning prophetic message and so that came out on, actually, you can go to Elijah List Prophetic Words and see it. And I talked about their 31 to 20 Super Bowl win and how it was full of amazing prophetic messages. And so um, there was <clears throat> one of the highlights early on. As I said the Kansas City Chiefs defeat San Francisco 49ers 31-20 Jubilee teams in Jubilee time. So I pointed out that though San Francisco lost, it was not to be looked at as if they were the bad guys in kansas city the good guys they were both champions because that's who makes it to the super bowl is the champions of one division with the champions of the other Mm -hmm. and in this game especially if you note that for those who watched it it was tied 19 to 19 after regulation that means after the whole season and after regulation that means when the clock ran out super bowl it was 19 to 19, it's tied. So they had to go to overtime even just to determine, we'll say what messaging is the most important at this time. But it's it's prioritizing both. And so there is something, uh, something to be said of that. And I pointed out that both teams, this is back in 2020, I pointed out mm-hmm. that both teams speak into a jubilee time. And it was because at that time in 2020, Kansas City Chiefs, the big deal was made. It's their first Super Bowl in 50 years. 50 is a number of Jubilee. So it was that was in the conversation, prophetic words around it, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And then the 49ers, by their very name, 49ers, there's two things attached to it. Well, 49 is seven times seven. If you go to the Leviticus 25 description of the year of Jubilee for the for Israel. There is a part of it, like, it's hard to like, is it the 50th year, the 49? There is like, you shall count seven sevens and then it's Jubilee. So the seven sevens, the 49er component of it is in some way or another, the start of Jubilee. So both teams represented Jubilee. Wow. And then the gold rush of California, that's what the 49ers are named after. And so we have this Mm -hmm. component of both. And I'll, I'll say that I'm saying this now because when there is a repeat messaging, it is because there is a confirmation. you know, Scripture speaks of in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be confirmed. And the more it's confirmed, it gets then established. So it's not like, well, it said once and it's done. Sometimes you're like, well, I didn't really see full fulfillment. Well, there's something about it being brought up again. Exact same two teams and really the same result of the chiefs defeating the 49ers and so this is something we're supposed to pay attention to in the messaging of heaven at this time but i i said even uh back then and it's relevant to right now um i said i talked about how what we were going to be going into one way or the other however long it takes Mm -hmm. where the world began to learn to live in general prosperity there is a test of lack and an entirely new thing is the test of abundance. And that is something that would be forthcoming. And so um, and and I talked about how Lucifer failed the test of abundance, not the mm-hmm. test of lack. And so we think, you know, no, well, people get saved when there's no, uh, you know, when they're in lack and when they're in challenge, when they're in difficulty. Well, God doesn't really know he can trust his kids until he mm-hmm. can give abundance. That's something he taught me years ago. Mm. Like the ultimate test for my people is not if they can praise me and run to me in trouble. The ultimate test is when I'm blessing them, when the house is full of glory and abundance. That's where Lucifer failed. And so I'm going to have a bride that will not fail me there. And so that at Mm. some point has to become part of our future and it's prophesied in multiple ways, multiple verses of scripture. So um, I talked about, and this is in 2020, I said, I have already seen an upcoming 35,000 on the stock market at some point. People thought I was crazy. It, the, <laughs> I think the market was 28,000 or 29,000 at the time.
2: Mm-hmm. and
3: They were saying the stock market is woefully overpriced and there has to be a big crash, et cetera, et cetera. Same thing they're saying now. Stock right. market passed 35,000. I think later, I don't know if it was later that year. Of course, now it's wow. near 39,000. And it's not really the sign of, of health in itself. There's so much lying and manipulation around that as well, honestly. But we're, we're, there's a repeating of the messaging. But I'll, here's something it takes a lot of uh, faith to believe. I say the world's uh, wealthy under some definition are essentially 5%. As this extended jubilee grows into a jubilee age, so even then, I wasn't just saying this was all going to be fulfilled in 2020, Mm -hmm. we will see the wealthy suddenly become 15%, and then suddenly 25%, and then 50%, and then 70%. I said, this is the reality for all sheep nations, and there will be 153 of them. Those are two conversations for another time as well. What's a sheep nation, Mm -hmm. and why would there be 153 of them? I said, not going higher than 70% is indicative of nations that remain goat nations and the fact that Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to com slash give.
3: Because if if you violate enough of his ways, like he can't give you enough, the holes in your pocket are always going to be greater than whatever he can pour into you. But Mm -hmm. this is part. So this Super Bowl message, this Super Bowl score and the teams that are there is Uh re-hitting, is re-upping on the great message of 2020. So that's an important takeaway for us at this time. Uh It's good news. Yeah, in the midst of um, all the other stuff, all the Luciferian, the agenda, um, Taylor Swift is not part of God's messaging. (laughs) There's, there's always, you know, there's distraction and all kinds of other things, you know? And and so we, we don't have to figure out if God was also doing this, like, was God behind Goliath's uh, armor bearer and all? No, he wasn't. But he Mm -hmm. used that as like, that's fine. I have my own message um, over here. So part of what we're saying is that this is a repeat and establishing of what was released in 2020. And we also pointed out then, um, in 2020, and something we want to point out now, why the chiefs. So the chiefs refer to, there is a scripture, Isaiah 2-2 in the NASB, which I don't hardly ever use. Mm-hmm. Is, in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be exalted as chief of the mountains. And it talks about mm-hmm. a nation will come. And so the mountain of the house of the Lord being exalted as chief of the mountains kind of goes with Daniel when he says that there will be a ruling on behalf of the saints mm-hmm. and for the saints to receive the kingdom. So the saints receiving the kingdom is connected to this thing of in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be exalted as chief among the mountains. So we get this word chief and kingdom. Yes. Interestingly enough, that's part of it. I don't know when it started, but you those who saw it on Sports Illustrated, I think in 2020, there is the kingdom. It comes back to the king. They, they've informally become known as the kingdom as well. Kingdom chiefs, oh. chiefs kingdom. I don't know if you know that. Oh uh, my
1: gosh, I yeah. didn't know that. No.
3: So they're known as the kingdom. Um, the mountain of the house of the Lord be exalted as chief. And as many of you have been hearing from me, but mainly some other ones we have on Elijah, uh, on Elijah's stream is uh, President Trump is actually commander in chief that has been the testimony of some who actually still work for the Department of Defense, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So commander in chief,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: and so you have these these references to chief and it's also the red color that's going on there. We say, well that's MAGA, but it's also about a Red Sea moment of deliverance we were talking about in mm-hmm. 2020. It's
2: yeah. establishing
3: it's the Lord saying we're on the same narrative. Mm-hmm. We haven't changed the narrative. But yet we're now in the confirmation and establishment and the release. Um, And if we understand that really since then, this is now the third time. So the third time the Kansas City Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes, as quarterback, has now won after the 50-year break. This is the third. So it being the third is a big deal as well. Mm -hmm. Third day, Jesus rose from the dead. And it talks about... In Amos on the first day, on first two days, certain thing will happen on the third day. He will raise us up. So there is like the same victory messaging when it hits its third day messaging. It's time for it to kick in at a whole nother level. And so us to see the fulfillment and not consider it like, you know, just think of Jesus. Well, he's he, he he was in the grave. He did not rise till the third day. So the third day, it's like, what was going on? Like, does that mean it was off? No, it was on. It's just, it was, it had to hit the third day. It's the ripening of it all.
1: Prophetic fulfillment was, it was prophesied. It would be the third day. So even Jesus himself said, I'll give you the sign of Jonah. He was in the belly of the whale for three days. Another symbolism. So yes.
3: Thank you, Kelsey. That is uh, absolutely. So um, there had been a prophetic word that had been, um, Uh, Going on there, and I'll just recite this one by memory, by um, Prophet Bob Jones. Yes, we know Prophet Bob Jones wasn't perfect, but he he did have some key prophetic words from the Lord. And one of them he had was from years and years before that Super Bowl, that the next time the Kansas City Saints won the Super Bowl, that it would represent. And that he said it in a couple different ways. So that's what wasn't clear. Was mm-hmm. either revival, which we're always saying revival's going to hit, or right. an apostolic release of God on the earth, which would tie in more what I will call the, the Seven Mountain Mandate, the assignment to see cities and nations rebuilt and restored, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um and so there were some people like right after, and like, wait, well, we didn't really see it. There's little, you know. Uh, sparks and different things. But if you understand this principle of the third time kicks it in, then you'll know the significance of us hitting that third time right now, the third Super Bowl. all three, Pat Mahomes. We'll get into his name just a little bit. Pat Mahomes, Mahomes being um, the MVP, the most valuable player uh, there as well. So let's, let's see. As I look through, um, my notes here in the right order okay so the san francisco component of it there's the golden gate there
2: Mm -hmm. and
3: you know um there will say some thought that 49ers would win because it represents there's the golden gate and so they understand there's a whole new banking system coming to the world a new economy there is a a smashing of a ruling mafia Uh, of central banking Rothschilds Rockefellers that is for hundreds of years ruled the world and so there's Mm -hmm. a whole new system being gold back and so the golden uh, the golden gate um, is is symbolic the golden gate in San Francisco is symbolic in several ways we know moves of the spirit all, all you go all the way back to where Lonnie Frisbee and Jesus movement seems to have some strong origins from there as well and so it's still it's true those who thought that's a gate it is a gate and it's that's why I say there's something about the fact that the game was tied at the end of regulation. Lord like, Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you thought was great for the Kansas City component of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whatever you thought was for the San Francisco component of it, the 49ers and the Chiefs. Yes. Uh, on one hand, you can say both. But there is a, a, a adding just a little bit in the fact that the Chiefs were able to uh, pull it out. So.
1: And I think it's encouraging too, Johnny because just the way the world is for them to win and then you brought the message in 2020 and then for them to win again it's it's you know people say like God will drop breadcrumbs along the path as you walk with him and they're there to encourage you to keep going. And keep trusting him, and that's what I'm getting from this. It's like it's God again reminding us because we do need to be reminded. We're human, right? We we take a look at the world and we're like, oh my gosh, God! And then here he comes with the breadcrumb, and he's like, I'm reminding you that I have a bigger yeah. plan in all of this.
3: No, and that's really powerful. Um, what you just said there, Kelsey, and it's it's so true. We need it because we get you. You listen to Goliath too long and you listen to his narrative see there's a war over the narrative going on right now yeah,
2: and and the enemy
3: literally that's his number one warring instrument always he really well, doesn't yeah. have authority and power to do anything other than win the narrative and we kind of give it away all the way from the garden he comes to Adam and Eve starts with Eve hath God said he's challenging the narrative and he does it sneakily yeah. Yeah. And and um and so that's what he's doing all the time and whenever he's able to convince the people of his narrative they run and flee they're in fear like Saul and the army of Israel was for 40 days they're shaking in their boots from someone who biblically we never heard him even kill one person he might have but nowhere in the bible do we see that Goliath actually even took anybody out but he had the gift of um intimidating and lying and stealing a narrative and forcing it on the people and so we've got to be careful and we've got to be more than that courageous. And we've got to be wise enough not to fall for the narrative. The enemy's trying to establish there and then react and respond to that. Cause if you buy into that, if you buy into his I'm actually in control of everything and I'm even putting up all my symbolism. See, there's a war of symbolism. The enemy does come with symbolism. And so like we're winning the symbolism battle and we're doing it all and, and gets you then, then you, just like in david's time you'll be one of those plotting like i wonder when the commander's not looking maybe i'll run off into the woods here and find me a place a cave to hide. And so we got <laughs> christians trying to do the equivalent of that you know if you're a little yep. too uh you're, you're you're a little too enthused and excited about your preparability um you could be one of those and so the lord wants us to know this is not a time for us to um uh, pay so much attention that we're making prepper escape plans. And are, that's what we get into over embracing a premature rapture. They would have been the mm-hmm. first one. Like, you know, Saul is like, uh, you know, obviously we can't take on this giant. Surely Jesus is about to come back. So let's just, so just think they're just pausing 40 days. They're doing nothing but shaking in their boots for 40 days. It's like, what were they doing? They're just there. It's like, okay. Um, uh, the challenges come out from the enemy. Who will come against me? Send me a man. And mm-hmm. so this is going on in such a vivid, vivid way right now, just like almost never before seen in in history. yeah, and and we want not to um, uh, fall fall for that at all. So a <clears throat> couple of things about this, um, some big things about about this particular Super Bowl as well. There's the focus. On Kansas City, and we're going to talk about, and we mentioned, you know, he was a Kansas City prophet, uh, Bob Jones. Yep. To be honest, we're right in the middle of a, a Kansas City um, scandal that is really for the body of Christ. It's aware of it, and it's and it's been, uh, you know, I realized finally, okay, it's a pretty big deal for several days. It has been either at the top or near the top of trending on Twitter, X is whether it's IHOP, Casey, Scandal, Mike Bickle, mm-hmm. or whatever. <clears throat> and it's new interesting. New stuff is
1: coming out. All the new stuff is now every day you wake up and it's a new uh, allegation.
3: And there's something, believe me, there's bigger stuff coming out. As big and bad as wow. it's come out already,
0: wow. yeah. it's more
3: coming out. And there is an accompanying lesson. Actually, I'll when tell um, Elizabeth and I did a, um, on our own, up for discussion. Um, last week we did a, I think it was about an hour and a half, just, you know, we'll say um, responding to what's taking place based on the fact that we've had history and we're trying to encourage the various parts of the body of Christ. There's different ones that are affected in different ways. Those There are those that are devastated because yeah. they believed and followed that ministry intensely for many years. And there's those that are still Um, believing um, in it. And then there's, you know, there's mockers and then there's ones just trying to learn. It's like, what should I, I'm not really close to it. What should I pay attention to? And there's definitely lessons for all of us and the Kansas city chiefs uh, winning and it being at the same time, there is the body of Christ embarrassment. We'll say uh, taking place in Kansas city. It's, it's not accidental. And we need to understand this part of everything else we're saying here, Kelsey, is um, that I I wrote it down in my in my notes, something as I was asking the Lord. Mm -hmm. The kingdom advance is driven by his people. His kingdom advance is driven by his people, not Satan's mafia. And and um, so. His, you know, the enemy people's like, by his agenda, because this is the shock going around those who awake. They're trying to kill us. They've been trying to kill us. They tried to kill us with the vaccines. They tried to kill us with COVID itself. They're trying mm-hmm. to kill us with what they do with our foods, with pharmaceuticals, with everything. They're trying to, and it's like, wow. And the wars, they started the wars. It wasn't a legitimate gripe between the nations, and they did it. And it's like, and mm-hmm. we're waiting. It's like, ah, yeah, they've been getting away with murder they have and um there's not much that's changed for the devil scripture says he comes to kill steal and destroy and here's the truth he has never had a moment when you know we act like there's a time when he wasn't actually going after that like (laughs) when there's never been a day he hasn't been trying to depopulate the earth There's never been a day he's not been trying to kill us with sickness, disease, drugs, whatever. So this is just, this is just reality. He Mm -hmm. has been trying to kill us forever, always. And you can, it's like, yeah, we find out the stuff of the last few years and decades. And it's like, wow, and they had a plan to take us down to 10%. And if you go by what they laid out as their plan on the Georgia Guidestones that were blown up and that's been talked about before. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, but don't be like, oh, my God, they're, you know, they're trying to exterminate Mm -hmm. us. He walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and he comes Mm -hmm. not but to steal, kill and destroy. He does not come to bless. He does not come to give you 50 years of peace. He does not come to give you a break. That's who he is. That's what he's always about. Uh, Don't be shocked about it. And so it gets revealed. And, and so uh, the good thing is when it's revealed, we're no longer in La La Land acting like he has given us 50 years of peace or something. Because that's or like okay. what began to be popular there for a little while, not that long ago, is there's, you know, there probably is not really Satan. There's just people that do, you know, occasionally fall from the standard and they're not quite as up to par as they I, if, if you're awake at all, you know, there is dark evil. And yes. it's perhaps way worse than you imagined. And the people that align with it, cooperate with it are worse than you imagined. But the Lord wants us to know that in the midst of it all, you know, there's the ruling in the book of Daniel said there is a ruling made on behalf of the saints. And it was time for the kingdom to be given over to the saints. And so the Lord yes. does look. I brought that up a little while ago. The kingdom advancing is about his saints being empowered. And if you just look at the history of scripture, you see that this is what's always driven the advance of his purposes, and really it affects all the nations of the world. and whether you go back to uh, um, you know you can start with uh, Moses and a one a one guy eighty years old, um, has a speaking impediment, and he's, you know, he's like his career is done, <clears throat> and then he becomes a, a leader of God's of God's people. But beyond that, we, we mentioned the David and Goliath. You have the Gideon and against the masses, and you have uh, over and over the narrative that comes out from the scriptures of um, the Lord with a handful, whether it's Joshua and Caleb. It's not just that they um, were, were the report to be paid attention to as opposed to the 10. But the Lord wrote an agenda from heaven around Caleb and Joshua that even all nations became affected by. So nations were cast out because two men had faith to follow his agenda, his narrative. And, And based on that, he scripted an agenda around the minority. It's important Mm -hmm. for us right now. I feel like the Holy Spirit um, wants us uh, to hang on that just for a moment. God's rule among the nations is determined by his saints, not the evil one. And his saints are those in alignment with him in faith and correct narrative. And I want to make that Mm -hmm. make sense in just a second. And it's always the minority of Christians. Most are in fear and most are in the wrong narrative. Unfortunately. Most the fear, again, where your hope is in your ability to prep and then right. uh, wrong yeah. narrative is um, things are so bad. And I'm so I'm so in panic that surely Jesus is about to come and people don't realize that's been going on forever and ever and ever. Really, there's mm-hmm. about 2000 years of that. Like things are so bad that surely Jesus is about to return. And he hasn't returned for 2000 years of that assumption because. In his narrative, he's like, no, it's like, David, you rise, you shine. He tells us that. Arise, shine, your light has come. The glory yeah. of the Lord is upon you. Behold the darkness. Yeah, I get it. Goliath, there's yeah. bad stuff. There's death. But the Lord will arise on you. His glory will be seen yes. on you. Nations will walk to the light of the sons of God. And again, that's yes. just all throughout scripture. Back to the uh-huh. Just for a moment, Joshua and Caleb, you know, was like. All the nation, the ten spies and the nation, oh, that we could go back to Egypt. This is terrible. This is we, oh, my goodness. Who decided to lead us into this place and thinking we could go into abundance and a better day? We should have just been okay in our poverty and survival. Oh, that we could go back to Egypt. And they wanted to kill the ones that were challenging, that being Caleb. Mm -hmm. They wanted to kill him for being a voice of saying, no, 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 no. There is a better day. There is an Isaiah 61 where the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon us. He anoints us, set the captives free to change cities, ruin generations Mm -hmm. for us to be solutions, solution oriented and people of solution for that. And so the Lord has continuously had to go with the people of faith. The Lord said, but my but my servant, Caleb. Because there's a mm-hmm. different spirit in him, I'm going to build my whole plan around him. Help
0: Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com/give and become a partner today.
3: So the encouragement to whoever out there is listening: Don't worry if you're, because we often, and this Holy Spirit's telling me this, uh, even right now. So I'm going I'm to get it right. We so often are so worried that the majority are not on messaging they're not in the right uh, uh narrative and they're mm-hmm. not in the right faith that we spend all our time trying to talk them into it and mm-hmm. we really just need to be about moving forward like Caleb was like Gideon was and and it's yeah. the, and like David was David didn't he, you know he wasn't messaging he wasn't preaching the Saul's truth come on you guys have faith come on notice mm-hmm. yeah what did he do he modeled it and then people go, "Oh my goodness! If he by himself can do that, what would happen if we join?" Let them learn on their own. Same with Gideon; he didn't go uh-huh. preaching to the choir, he didn't get on social media and come on, guys! God is—they just did it. What did Caleb and Joshua do? They just modeled what could happen. Caleb, even at age eighty-five, is taking another mountain, kicking out all the sons of Anak, et cetera, et cetera. So we want to be those kind of people. And we want to be able to understand the value in the sight of the Lord that he would literally uh, script the whole agenda and messaging, not just the messaging, but results that affect entire nations around a handful uh, yep. or less, a handful or less of sons yes. and daughters of faith. And, yes, you know, as, as you know, it says in, of Elijah in the, in the New Testament says, Elijah, being a man of like passion. So it, was, it wasn't trying to say Elijah, being this holy prophet of the Most No, he's like you, prone to, we found out he's prone to, you know, getting emotional and upset and, and losing heart and all that. Mm-hmm. He prayed and he shut the heavens over a nation and he prayed and he freed up the heavens. The rain meant he changed the whole economy by himself. So you had one man that advanced in God's narrative with God's plan and he builds his yes. whole, his whole, uh, design around them. And so that's an important, important message for us right yes. now, uh, yes. f- for all of us that we're not powerless. It doesn't matter how much ability yes. the yes. enemy has to, you know, do the symbols and and shake his armor and all that kind of stuff in front of us. Right. I, you can feel it. You've probably been seeing some of the, um, well, the social media comments of all the Luciferian demonic stuff that was made manifest on, at the Super Bowl. It's like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. it's OK. It's that's what the enemy does. He is always trying to muddy the waters. He's trying to, uh, um, uh, you know, cause you to be disheartened by him doing that. Right. And, absolutely. And in that, um, Kelsey, there is something else. So we're going to talk about a couple of numbers now. Because I'll just tell you the number right up front. They mm-hmm. Amazingly, on TV, as the game ended, they tell Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, you threw for 333 yards. And we are here. The address of this stadium, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, is 3333 Al Davis Drive or whatever. And so there's this 333 thing going on. And they're like,
1: what? And then it's their third win
3: and it's their third win. Okay, so if you understand <laughs> in 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 the cabal illuminati they have made 33 a big number. 33rd degree mason.
1: Oh, uh, the, yeah, that's that's the biggest highest rank, right?
3: And so they might have chosen 33 33 even as the address for whoever did it, it could have been for sinister reasons. And oh, so wow. what we have this is another I a a brief teaching moment for us. We have to be aware the enemy through symbolism is trying to get us to back off all God symbolism because God has it too. He loves it. You know, he's the line of the tribe of Judah. Yeah. What is Satan walks around like a roaring line. He's like a roaring line, but he is our God is the line. So there is like versus reality. There's the fake of the reality. He's a master counterfeiter. And if you will stop everything that he counterfeits, you'll get rid of every good thing the Lord has for us. You know, we we teach on on the rainbow God, the seven colors of love and how each color represents an aspect of who he is. Well, red is a big deal for the Illuminati. Well, guess what? It's a bigger deal for God. The blood of Jesus is red, the Red Sea deliverance. So we're not going to throw away the color red just because Jezebel has adopted it uh, as well. And it's the same with all the colors. Colors are something that exists in heaven. Those of you who ever visited hell, you'll realize no colors in hell. There are no colors in hell. Mm. So there are colors in heaven and there are more than we've seen. So all the colors are good. You're like, well, this is a bad color. No, there's no bad colors. They're all good. Well, numbers 333 is that's theirs is bad. No, it's not 33. They did that because Jesus paid the price for redemption at age 33. He went to the cross Mm. at age 33 and paid the price. Um, For all sins of humanity, for for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever will believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So you have this uh, 333 is awesome. Sevens, uh, yes, a big deal with them. Well, why? Because it's a big, Satan just lacks imagination. He can't create his own number. He has to find out what colors or numbers or symbolism is good. From mm-hmm. our side, from the kingdom side, and then try to make a deal of it and then get us to back off of it. It's like deciding to throw away all our hundred dollar bills because they're counterfeited so much. Well, mm-hmm. you don't want to throw away something that's legit just because it's been counterfeited. So 444, yeah. 4, the enemy has why he loves that. There's why he loves 17. There is a great 17. First uh, mm-hmm. Samuel 17, it's number of deliverance for Samuel 17 is what David and Goliath go, 17. Is a number of victory, and so you will see that. So this is again the the teaching lesson component is don't allow the enemy, uh, the enemy's use of symbolism to get you to back off using proper sim- symbolism. It's to, this has fed the fuel of those who will attack speaking in tongues out of out of Christianity. They will say, well, that's what they do in hin- in Hinduism, and they'll you know other false religions. They will talk about the fact that they will do things like dance, dance in the spirit and speak in tongues. And they'll pray for healing. It's like, if we back off everything that gets counterfeited. We'll yeah, because yeah, the Bible
1: tells us don't forbid speaking in tongues. It, it talks so many times, Paul talks about speaking in tongues and praying in the spirit and the spirit searches the deep things of God. And when we don't know what to pray, we ought to pray in the spirit. It's like, how can you go against your own Bible? I mean, that's crazy to me.
3: But unfortunately, that craziness is out there because, for lack of the understanding, that's why I just say let's take a moment to do the teaching because the symbolism is becoming more and more overt from, we'll say, the dark side, and mm-hmm. so they're permeating everything. And so there is there is beginning to be, uh, you know, a fear of even identifying with certain colors and numbers and symbols that are good um, because the enemy does it as well. You have to know this is basic Satanism 101. What mm-hmm. does God do? How to do a counterfeit, how to do the fake of it? That's what he, that's that's who he is. It's what he does. And so um, let's, let's be wise to that. So part of Kansas City, and this goes into, all right, I got to, uh, we're good. I'm going to watch the time. Um, there was, it, uh, I think you'll remember this too, Kelsey, in August of 2017, we had a total total solar eclipse. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember, it might have been, was it August 16 Doesn't matter. It was August 2017, and it was a total solar eclipse. And I pointed out, I had a prophetic word on it, the only city... In the seven, 67 miles wide path of totality. Now you go, what? Okay, what's the 67 mile path of totality? Well, there was a shadow created. It kind of went, if you think of the United States on a map, and yeah. starting up there, pretty much where Elijah list uh, is, all the way down, almost like a seat belt across the United States, there was a path of totality that means where it was going to be pitch black, middle of the day, pitch black. Wow. So it was a path of totality. And so I gave a prophetic word because um, it was 67 miles wide. So people were getting hotels and everything in that because they wanted to uh, be a part of it so where things go black and white. So I had a whole word on that and Psalm 67 tied into the 67 miles wide. And um, but I noted years ago, back, well, it was 2017, seven years ago, that the path of totality intersected with I-35, that there was only one city that had the 67 miles wide path of totality intersected with I-35, and it was Kansas City. And, mm-hmm. and so why is that a big deal? Well, Isaiah 35 speaks of the highway of holiness, and there's been multiple words about I-35 being a pathway, a highway of holiness as well. So I talked about, even I addressed in that word, I said, there's I- Hop, there's Shiloh, and there, um, there is YWAM that have strong presence in Kansas City. One mm-hmm. is no more for prayer. One for the prophetic. One for maybe more action uh, in society. And I said there has to be a melding where these things properly represent His highway. But this thing's got to be birthed in holiness. And so, wow. and holiness not being a fake religious thing. So we, there's a revisiting to this theme of Kansas City being central. And that Kansas City being in the very center of the United States, it being a place, again, that's where the the I-35 Highway of Holiness went. And even he spoke it through that total eclipse and the pathway. uh, I pointed out that the whole pathway all across the United States, um, there there were seven cities called Salem that were in that path of totality, if you can believe that 67 mile wide um wow. all the way across starting with Salem, Oregon and ending with Salem, South Carolina, I believe. And and Salem being peace, Shalom, and that really that whole that whole uh stretch, that seatbelt looking stretch was um cities renowned for the prophetic. Kansas City was in it. Wow. There was um Nashville was in it, goes out to Charleston Omaha, and again starting up by Elijah, uh, Elijah list. Mm-hmm. Uh, profe- and so there was a whole word. So there is a continuity to what the Lord is saying with everything um, we're, we're talking about at this time. And so the messaging, it's what's fun about keeping up with the messaging over years. I, mm-hmm. I have to remind you, it stays strong in me because I want to know is like, okay, that's one of the ways I know if I'm staying on target is like, does this make sense compared to what I was saying seven years ago, 2017, right? Yeah, um, it yep. 100% is in alignment. I didn't know half the things uh, that I know now. I didn't know all the works of the enemy, all the ways he had uh invaded and infiltrated everything, mm-hmm. including the church, to the degree as now. But they're part of it. the narrative from the Lord's standpoint, hasn't it hasn't changed at all? So, it wanted us to be aware of that. So, we're talking about this number, um, 333. We're going to get to Jeremiah. Uh, as we have time. Uh, Jeremiah- 30- And just
1: real quick, I just want to say this real quick, as you were talking about the eclipse, I thought there was a momentary darkness that mm-hmm. came upon that place. So momentary darkness, and then boom, the light came and shone on it again. So I just think of Kansas City, when we think about all that's going on, even right now, there is a moment of darkness. And then like you prophesied, there had to be a highway of holiness. And so then- the light comes back on it and it shines and lights up that highway. So I just found that so interesting too.
3: No, it's, it's good. You brought that up because it's where things become black and white. When things get dark, it's when the light hits, you're like, Oh, we all of a sudden see that. (laughs) Yeah. We see that. Uh, We we see something we didn't, we didn't see. And we're going to hit on that in just a moment. And I'll have to, you know, I might be controversial, and something I'm about to say in a few minutes on that. Not trying to be controversial, but it is Johnny and the unfiltered, so it's not always supposed to be just the easiest thing um, right. um, for everyone, everyone to hear. In fact, I wasn't going to go there yet, but this is a good as time as any because another teaching moment. If you're called to the prophetic,
2: mm-hmm.
3: whether you call yourself prophet or the prophetic, you know I try. I, there's excess baggage in overly adorning yourself with a title. And it's when you have an assignment and a call. And for me, you know, I approach the Lord as one who is looked to and has been for a couple of or more decades for a prophetic narrative. And I used to call it son being a son of Issachar. Those who had understanding in the times. So it's really not trying to carry the weight or baggage of a title or even a title of prophet or whatever. But it is before the Lord. Am I being true to the message? that he's giving me. And that's what I ask him. Am I messaging what you want me to message? Yeah. And when you do that, then it, 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 uh, helps maintain the purity of what you're called to do. As soon as our messaging is more about, well, how did the people, how did they take that? What's that doing with my likes and, and my follows, yes, and my on. shares and, you know, in what is a true
1: prophet that doesn't even go through your mind at all. You just want to share what God has spoken. Like that's the most important thing to you. I think numbers are, you could care less about that.
3: No. And numbers only tell you if a lot of your viewership or hearership are getting what you're saying. And so, and where you're might be giving them a hard truth. And so I've been aware sometimes I'm given a harder truth and it may, and it will reflect in whether it was when it used to be social media and, and, you know, uh, we'll say likes on Elijah's uh, list or my own, I've had my own uh, prophetic uh, scroll there. I had this current post and other things years ago. And so you look at it and it just tells you like uh, that hit them flat, it doesn't mean they're right. Cause mm-hmm. this is a point I was going to make about Jeremiah real quick because Jeremiah, uh, and again, we're just taking kind of a two minute departure to address this because it's important what we're doing, um, right now. Um, Jeremiah had to prophesy for decades and some of the time he was prophesying, he's prophesying from prison and, mm-hmm. and he was Um, uh, uh, consistently mocked and belittled because his prophecies weren't coming about. And his prophecy were all about because of your Baal worship, you're going to lose sovereignty over yourself as a nation. You're going to be taken into bondage. And because you are in Baal worship and you all are uh, serving Moloch in different ways, because that was the Mm -hmm. truth. I mean, there came Mm -hmm. a point, the Lord said, Jeremiah, walk through Jerusalem. See if you can find one whose heart is turned towards me. And he couldn't. Wow, And it was multi-generational. So
2: wow.
3: yeah, he had to have a, a judgment um, prophetic ministry because there was, there, there wasn't a remnant there. It was, it was like 99% um, sold into baal worship and idolatry and every other kind of thing. And so um, th- this was him having to give prophetic words where, you know, it's like, come on, God's That's pleading wrong. with you through him, through the prophet. And so, When it didn't happen, when it would 10, 20, 30 years later, it didn't happen. Like, ah, it's not, this is, it's not going to happen. But it was because of the forbearing of the Lord, because maybe there's Mm -hmm. a slightest adjustment because of Jerusalem, um, Jeremiah's word for just a second. But, you know, it was in the midst of all that, that Jeremiah, when he prophesied, but I know the thoughts that I have for you, thoughts of peace and, you know, not to harm me to do you good this is the Lord speaking to Israel when they've gone through two or three generations of almost absolute abandonment of God. And there's almost nothing. And he's having to prophesy through Jeremiah over and over and over judgment, 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 because they've abandoned God. And then in the midst of that, even he is aware of his own nature. And he's like, Oh
2: yeah.
3: (laughs) Yes. I want to do, I want to do good. But Jeremiah has no choice but to give the message the Lord is saying to give. And this is what a true prophetic voice has to do. And this is where, where I am. I love it when most or more of the body is resonating with what I'm saying, but I have to give it whether the body is resonating. And I might say something in a few minutes that have, might have a lot that don't resonate with it. I'm just going to be fine. I'm fine with it. And I'll give you the scripture from Jeremiah, if they had able to put it. Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. And I'll read it in my uh, in my Bible. Actually, if they put it up in the New King James Version, I, I, I have it in a different version in front of me. Not that I really... Okay, <clears> this <throat> Jeremiah complaining to the Lord. Oh, Lord, you induced me and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I and have prevailed. And I am in derision daily. You want to be like the prophet Jer- Jeremiah? I'm in delision, de- uh, derision daily daily. Everyone mocks me. Now, if you have the next couple of verses, go ahead and put that there. <clears throat> For when I spoke, I cried out. I shied, shouted violence and plunder because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Next mm-hmm. verse, if you have that. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire. And I think, let's see if. Do uh, do verse ten too if you have it there.
0: Like what you're hearing, help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com/slash/give now. Back to the show.
3: Shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. And then verse ten, for I heard many mocking, fear on every side. Report they say, and we will report it. And all my acquaintances watched for. And I think you have the rest of it. My stumbling, all my acquaintances watch for my stumbling, saying, perhaps he can be induced. Then we will prevail against him. and We will take our revenge on him. If you don't understand what's taking place here, um, Jeremiah, and this is not the only place, he complains throughout, we'll we'll say several places, is like, you made me prophesy these things, and everybody's mocking, and they're in derision, um, Mm -hmm. but I have to, and it's not happening, but you said to do so, and so... He understood point number one of a prophetic voice. You have to be faithful to the message he's telling you to give. And um, it doesn't matter if it's popular popular or not. It's, it doesn't matter if you are in mockery and derision. Likely somebody is going to be in mockery or derision of your prophetic word.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely.
3: If you look up, I, I don't do it. But if you look up my name in Google, I'm thinking you'll find mockery or derision Um, Of some words that I've given, and they're not words I'm supposed to apologize for. There are not understanding that I am giving a word from the Lord. And he often says to keep giving a word over and over and over, even if um, someone has so fallen in love with believing Goliath's perspective of reality, that they're going to judge your word as, you know, it's like somebody judging David's word as false because they believe Goliath. Anyway, Mm -hmm. that's another just a little teaching moment. Don't try to become a prophetic voice if you're not more committed to the Lord. And if you're not okay, um, it's not toughening up. But you (laughs) certainly don't want to be uh, even have it implied that you're prophetic or a prophet if you're not ready to get criticism. And Um, um, because um, even if you're in a good season, a good flow for a little while, at some point, he's going to have you address something that's not as 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 popular. So <clears throat> here's the deal. <clears throat> I feel like the Holy Spirit's giving me the okay to jump right into it. Had, mm-hmm. had, so it's Super Bowl 58. So we're talking again about Kansas City and mm-hmm. the point that it has. And Isaiah 58 is a chapter that we are to look at. And again, it was Super Bowl 58. So that's why for those who are like, okay, why are we looking at I know I have too many numbers, too many things. So I'm going to say some things two or three times. Even family and friends around me say, you know, uh, <laughs> you got it, but go ahead and say a couple things two or three times. So we're going to look at Isaiah 58 because it was Super Bowl 58, and it's Super Bowl 58 where Kansas City wins for the third time in recent years. Mm-hmm. Pat Holmes is MVP for the third time, so the Kansas City theme is being revisited again. That has been key for the Lord's kingdom advancement on planet earth. And so let's go there to, all right. And I'm going to jump around just to make it really hard on Emily or whoever's doing (laughs) (laughs) it.
1: Emily's like, great.
3: (laughs) But But we'll start there. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. Okay, I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to tell what we're talking about. I'm going to talk a little bit about the prayer and fasting movement. We know there is IHOP as well, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's by no means the only part of it, but there's a part of it that is related to that. We already understand the part that's not even negotiable for discussion is, is it okay for leaders to groom and sexually, um, virtually sexually seduce, either through prophetic words or whatever, um, those under their care? That's not acceptable. We've addressed that. And now we're going a little more discussion about what a house of prayer actually even uh, represents and what it does. And there's a part of this, again, it's supposed to be a little bit of a corrective word. So I want to make no bones about it. And there's the Isaiah 58, Good. and there's Kansas City, and there is this aspect. And what he's Good. saying in the verse, verse 2, yet they seek me daily, He's mm-hmm. actually, he's saying they make it appear like they seek me daily. Mm-hmm. Like they're seeking me 24-7. Mm-hmm. And delight to know my ways. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. Justice is a theme and it's daily and you act like you're doing it, he says. And they take, they they say they delight in approaching God. This is their one thing, their one desire. And then verse three, why have we fasted? They say, and you've not seen, why have we afflicted our souls? And you take no notice. There's like, why hasn't there been change? We didn't hit the breakthrough. We didn't hit the promised things for our city. Kansas City was supposed to turn into an apostolic center beyond uh, anything around the world because of 24-7 prayer there. And he says, in fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. Verse four, we really want to jump. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate. And to strike with the fist of wickedness and will... You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. He's ordering them. He says, my fast is different. You will not fast as you do at this time where you make your voice heard on high, where you're making a big show show of it. And then is this the fast that I've chosen uh, for a man to afflict his soul, to bow down his head, to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast as verse five and an acceptable day of the Lord? He's saying it's not okay mm-hmm. is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke now I want this is understanding has to be here what he's what he's talking about even what he's correcting now
1: mm-hmm.
3: there is a prayer and fasting movement that's developed and here's the downside of it mm-hmm. it has conscripted tens of thousands of young people in their prime and it has taken their energy and it has taken their time. And it has told them that they're doing the most cutting edge thing they can do for the kingdom of God by doing 24 seven daily crying out and crying out for justice. And he's like, and making their voice heard on high. And Uh he's making a statement about it. And he's saying, this is not the fast that I chose. The one I chose, I want you to actually show up in society for freedom i want mm-hmm. you to do something i don't want you just to go to a prayer room and be able to you know say i took care of it there i, mm-hmm. I it's done he says no undo heavy burdens that means actually do that's undo it's do you know there's yeah. something and let the oppressed go free it's like fight for freedom versus he's making a differentiation between fasting and praying in your way And fighting Mm -hmm. freedom. And he's saying, my fast is that you fight for freedom. In other words, that you live Monday through Friday, showing up in society in a practical way. More than just making your voice known here. Mm -hmm. And so, in verse 7, is it not to share your bread with the hungry? Mm. How are you going to share your bread with the hungry if you're starving yourself because you're fasting so much? Right. I say it's going to be controversial uh, for you. He's like, I want I would rather you share your bread with the hungry than you fast. Just let that wow. so for a second. And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. How can you bring the house, the poor to your house if you don't have a house because you're too poor and you can't feed them because you're barely able to feed yourself? You see, mm-hmm. there's a model out there that went absolutely against what he's actually asking, the fast of the Lord. And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked that you cover him, what do you have to have? Enough resource to cover the naked. So, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. What's he talking about? This is your family. One of the things we're hearing over and over and over the reports, and it's not just the hop there, but this it, the movements I've been out of, it's the same thing. You sacrifice family in order to do the spiritual, religious. Oh,
1: oh absolutely.
3: You know, you yes. Can,
1: yes absolutely
3: when you're a parent
1: with young kids I mean this is a big thing I had to it too because they're telling you to lay your life down for the Lord and what laying your life down looks like is leaving your husband and your children and all your duties that God requires of you as a woman through the Bible and it lay it all down and just go do this and it's like I can't you know that was so wrong to me always that's so wrong because you leave your husband no I'm we're one flesh i'm serving my husband he's the head he's my authority yeah. like i honor him and i do that by taking care of my kids and my husband and i can't i don't just leave that to go do hours and hours and hours in a prayer room i mean you
3: exactly so that's good input verse 8 then your light shall break forth like the morning your healing shall spring forth speedily and um then he says jump down to verse 10 if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul it's like quit trying to make yourself just hungry extend your soul to the hungry satisfy the afflicted soul again then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday so there is looking at the fruit of both this this part of the this is the obvious well-known prayer movement in kansas city kansas city Mm -hmm. and some say you know the cattle Catalyst for all the stuff going around around the world, and mm-hmm. and I want it to be clear. I'm going to say it now, and then I'm going to say it one more time. Don't go out and say Johnny's attacking prayer and fasting. Right. I'm attacking prayer and fasting when it's done this way, because there is the clearest messaging from Jesus Himself on how you fast and pray. That for yes. some reason. We can just 100% ignore. I'm going to get to that in just a second. It's like, <laughs> we can just absolutely ignore it. And like, no, because huh? it's prayer and fasting, we can do it the way we want to do it. And that's what he already says. We're not, I'm not going your route where you're like, no, I'm going to set my voice on how I'm going to demand because we're doing it this way. And, and mm-hmm. we're, we're the official prayers. We're the official fasters. Um, so verse 12, though. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. Now, the restore, it's capital letter, restorer of streets to dwell in. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. You have to have a practical outlet. You know, our ministry is actually called Restore 7 because there's seven faces of God, seven facets of who he is and how he is that has to be restored in society. He just says in Isaiah 58, tied into Super Bowl 58, mm-hmm. where he says, rather than you being the fasting and praying the way you want to do it, I want you to be restorer of the streets to dwell in. I want you mm-hmm. to help. Don't, I don't want you to just keep talking about how you're making way for Jesus to come back. I want you to work in a practical way on setting your streets free. And I don't mean there's you know the application, especially if you follow what we tell you on the Seven Mountains in every area of society, Monday through Friday, wherever you show up, wherever you work, you bring His presence, you bring His solutions. That is how you bring the kingdom to earth in a way that is prescribed by the Lord, and He specifically even tells you what your what your desire is going to want to be. Is you're going to want to check it off on spirituality, and um, anyway, in verse. 13, the last line, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself. In the Lord and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth. He wants us to ride on the high hills of the earth rather than just preparing ourselves to be killed by the Antichrist. That's for another part. And feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. So this is this is um, just an important messaging for us right now. And I've actually I, 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 I can feel the per, uh, perturbed by the Holy Spirit. And I go around and remember when I've, as I've spoken to thousands upon thousands in many nations and, and, and trying to, um, um, we'll say steer young people for a proper passion for the kingdom and realizing that there has been this repeat thing. There's like, there's things pulling for their passion. And one of them is to be the spiritually noted ones. Mm-hmm. and um so now i'm going to go to the scripture i just told you about where jesus actual words this is matthew chapter six <clears throat> so don't say are you saying i'll just say let's just see what jesus said and why he said it yes and, um <clears throat> all right i have the scripture i have it right in front of me oh, i had my other bible oh, oh, open to make it easier I know that it's Matthew six six, and then we're going to go to the verses before that. Okay, so Matthew six six, this is word of words of Jesus, red letter. This is not Paul, not John, not anybody else. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Openly. Amen. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Amen. A couple of comments here. Why does he say that? Well, I will tell you that if you understand it, my whole history, what I came out of, I, I think I addressed last program with Steve, is, you know, I had to uh, confront the last my first two spiritual fathers and it was cultish what was taken anywhere from cultish in both case spiritual fathers um mm-hmm. gave themselves um you know the second one had over 10 concubines on staff and got into pedophilia and the first one oh
1: my gosh
3: felt like he got uh, permission from the lord to have an affair and checked with his wife and there is this there is this he connection. had
1: permission from the lord to have an
3: no he from his wife
1: Oh, uh, his wife! I was going to say. No, wow.
3: but there is this thing: there is a strong connection between a religious spirit and fasting and praying. Mm. Now, fasting and praying is still biblical, but I'm going to tell you: Absolutely. anywhere a religious spirit is operational, um, you will see this dynamic. That original move I came out of there was fasting on a constant basis, fasting and prayer heavily emphasized it happened all the time this pastor that had over 10 concubines on staff it was all day friday every friday fasting fasting and prayer or highlighted think of ramadan who does that muslims what do they do it is visible fasting and praying on set times everybody knows it it's in front of everybody wow there is also a big connection between a religious spirit and a lust spirit, Mm. and this happens, and the permission you give yourself through religion, they're both works of a seducing spirit.
2: A seducing
3: Mm. spirit is religious, a seducing spirit is lustful, and they work hand in hand, and I've watched it, that if a fasting, and I told my church when we were pastoring, I said, Mm -hmm. if your fasting and prayer was not specifically led or ordered by the Lord, it will f- only feed your religious spirit. And wow. there's something about it, and especially if you can make it public, and it's now your, this is your identity.
1: This is your good work, because yes, you're a good Christian.
3: You check it off. You don't yeah. actually have to uh, assist anybody. You don't have to interact with people at all. You just go into your closet, or the equivalent of a closet in the synagogue. You're going to go, and you're going to be in front of uh, um, Here's the verse I meant to read first, verse five, right before then. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Mm-hmm. For they love to pray standing in their churches, in their synagogues. Yeah. Yep. And this is not to be too pointed with thy hot model, but it's standing in church and on the corner of streets that they may be seen by men. And it's not telling the people uh, that they, uh, you know, I'm not being that direct with saying you did it and you joined it to be seen by men, but you wanted it checked off somewhere that you're doing the most holy and righteous thing you can for God. And it's the question I have. There's a lot of things Jesus wasn't clear on, but Mm -hmm. this is like, it's even, you know, in the descriptive on your Bible, the model for prayer, the prayer model, when you do it, And then he specifically says, you go to your room, you pray, you keep it between you and the Lord. And then he goes up and says in verse uh, 16, same Matthew 6. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites hypocrites with a sad countenance. For they disfigure the faces that they may appear to men to be fasting assuredly i say to you they have the reward but you when you fast anoint your head wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting but to your father who is in a secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly so is mm-hmm. johnny and no speaking against fasting and praying no i'm right. just saying jesus laid out the model and it wasn't a big show model and you yeah. know why there's vain repetitions remember i told you you think mm-hmm. you're gonna be heard because of vain repetitions. Uh-huh. I'm being too direct right now. Prayer model that comes out of prayer rooms is where you repeat the same scriptures over and over and over and over. And you know why? Because when you're not plugged into real life, if you're not actually in the streets, you don't know what the you don't know what else to do. I am involved enough with real life governments mm-hmm. and other things. We have mm-hmm. real things to pray about because we're in there are in needs in the world. In needs, right. Yes. It's like yes. you don't have to think, well, I guess we just pray those same scriptures. And we Lord, we just pray this and that we're going to recite Revelation and these fancy and you feel mm-hmm. all, all all righteous and good because you're doing doing so. No. There's no vain repetitions when you're plugged into his assignment. When you're plugged into seeing that his kingdom is being restored in the streets. You see it everywhere. So you're driven to pray. Oh, God, help us. we got a real need here. So that's this is right. not about fasting and praying. But this this, uh, this movement of fasting and praying that's now validated to a whole generation that just somehow checks off what we got to do. And meanwhile, the reality of our last 20, 30 years is we turned over all the mountains to darkness wow. because we wow. had everybody willing to go into the prayer room but not take him out there and bring the solution. So that was, you you see what I'm saying there?
1: Uh, One time the Lord said to me, Johnny, this exact thing is I was seeking God in prayer and in fasting and I was spending a lot of time at night alone with the Lord and just hours and hours of reading my Bible and praying. And I was doing the right thing, but the Lord actually spoke to me and he said, do you think I'm pleased with this? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping you're pleased with this and he said I'm not pleased with this because you're not doing what I asked you to do. When he what he meant by that was I was not being a wife to my husband and a mother to my children because I was away seeking the Lord and spending all this time. He said, "Do you think I'm pleased with this?" And like totally shut it down for me to do that and he's I want you to be with your family. I want you to love your children. I want you to love That's how That's when you do that, that's pleasing to me, you know, not leaving away. So this whole topic I'm very passionate about because the Lord spoke to me about this very thing years ago. And
3: that's so good, Kelsey. I want to remind even based on what she just said, because I'm talking a lot about Monday through Friday in society based on where you work, study everything. But what you brought brought just brought up brought up is I addressed it in Isaiah 58 and um, verse seven where it said, and not hide yourself from your own family. He's like, you're fasting and praying and hiding yourself from your own family.
1: Yep, I was doing that.
3: And, you know, all of a sudden, you don't need to learn how to say I'm sorry or how to develop communication tools. It's just harder, more complicated with family. I'd rather go to the prayer room and just say yes. these same prayers again. Mm-hmm. That's what you're you're saying right, right there, Kelsey. And yep. so that's why this... This is a message that I'm sorry, the Lord is saying, I'm probably going to be repeating it as part of the messaging of this Super Bowl. And um, there's a key part of the messaging I have. I haven't done um, but for time's sake. I'm, I'm only going to I'm going to do there. There's two scriptures. There's the Jeremiah 33, three, And then wow. there's the actual uh, scripture that is the score itself. So I'm just going to te- I'm going to tell that one. But I believe I'm going to save that one for. Uh, next week with us, Kelsey, is okay. the score was 25 to 22. And there is only one chapter. There is only one book of the Bible that has 25 chapters and has that 25th chapter has 22 verses. And so mm-hmm. that 22nd verse has um, significance for part of the messaging of this, of this Super Bowl. And but it goes into it's going to go into complex things even about Israel and what's taking place, mm,
2: wow. and
3: and um and that's that's one we're going to save because we want to be able to uh, deal with that uh, level headed enough. But I will for our for our closing is um, look at uh, Jeremiah thirty three three. Many people's um, favorite there. Yeah, it's, I
1: was going to say a lot of people love such a good verse,
3: and it is. And there is the Lord, I, I want to end there because the Lord really wants us to leave with and some encouragement. Not that that wasn't encouragement. It was a needed, um, a needed, I don't want, I'm not, not trying to call it a rebuke, but the Lord, that's what Isaiah 58 was. Is like, you love your fasting and praying that you do visibly and, uh-huh. and you love and you take your agenda and you like, hey, and you demand because you're out there and you're saying it and you're not being a restorer of the breach. Mm. You're actually not plugging in with your family. You're not plugging in with society. You're not mm-hmm. fulfilling your assignment. You're you're bad-mouthing those who do because you're doing the holier thing mm. and you're not. And you, you can't open your house up because you don't have a house. You can't feed because you have nothing to give. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying that uh, one more time. It's part of the corrective course the Lord is giving us at this time is like he wants us on his narrative, his agenda. And mm-hmm. furthermore, much of the prayer movement has embraced, uh, you know, prepare to die um, uh, mm-hmm. as next. And, mm-hmm. and, and rather than prepare for the kingdom to be made revealed on earth mm-hmm. in an unprecedented fashion. And that's what he says in Isaiah 58. I want to heal your streets I want to restore the breach. That's what Mm -hmm. I want you to do with your energy and your time. So Mm -hmm. let that messaging get out um, to those, um, to all of us, you know, all of us um, um, need to have this. So so what's Jeremiah 33.3? So by memory, probably so many of you know that. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And um, why are we doing that again as it relates to the Super Bowl game? because. With his last touchdown throw that ended the game, Pat Mahomes threw it to Nicole Hardman, number 12. And we could make a point there too. We won't. And he caught it. And so it was the touchdown. They won the game. And with it, it made his total 333. And wow. again, the address he's on is, somebody told me it's 333, but then I said, heard it was 3333. And it may have been, again, they want to use that numerology. It doesn't matter. It's still ours. 33 mm-hmm. is the year when Jesus redeemed the whole world forever. So we're not going to God. forsake 33 as being significant. And when you see 333, don't think Illuminati and all that. <laughs> 333 is often the Lord say, Hey, give me a call. Cause we want, that's what we want to take notice of. Call to me. You can think of a phone, call me and I will answer you. And that just kind of call me. And I will answer. So sometimes we're like, he doesn't answer me. Did you call him? So you want to call him and he will answer you. But what's the context here? Well, verse one, moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time while he was still shut up in the court of the prison. So this is relevant to us. This means pre-breakthrough. Pre-breakthrough, the Lord says, call to me and I will show you great and mighty things Mm -hmm. that are coming for you for your situation this is applicable for us where the united states is where the world is yeah goliath has been out there and boasting of his strength and power and what he's going to do and he's been mocking and everything else like that david the david spirit you hear it coming through people like me and others saying that's not really the storyline here so people like who do who do we who do we believe is it goliath or do we believe caleb or do we believe these Prophetic voices that are telling us things that, oh, my, they're defying that Goliath is really there. And yes, that's what we're saying. Do that. So the Lord says, call to me and I will answer you. Everyone from here, I'll pay attention. And many of you already will have been noting. Look at your 333s. When you wake up at 333, you see it on the license plate. You're going to see them go off to a whole nother level way beyond odds of what what they could be, because this is a message from the Lord. What ultimately did the Lord tell Jeremiah? Again, that's why we get the context is great. It's when Jeremiah is in the court of prison. And so he could be discouraged. He's actually the prophetic voice. Oh, absolutely. The Lord says, give me a call, and uh, I want to show you something. And so verse 6, this is essentially when the Lord gets through. Behold, I will bring it health and healing, I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. Leave it up just for a second. Behold, I will bring it health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. The 333 is now we're personalizing it for you is like even if you're you feel locked down, shut down in contradiction. That's the whole point of Jeremiah 33, why he would be showing you is not because everything's, oh, this I'm just in glory land and hallelujah. It's, it's not that. You're like in contradiction after contradiction. He's like, give me a call. I want to show you the health and healing I'm bringing you. I want mm-hmm. to show you the abundance of peace and truth. Even this economic abundance that I'm talking about, I want to show you. But I want to tell you even before you see it. So this mm-hmm. is, this is a, a messaging from the Super Bowl, from last night's game. To you. This is the Lord using a platform to give you a prophetic message. That's part of my assignment is to extract that and be able to share that with you. And with that, um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be done here.
1: I'm gonna save the rest for next week, which I can't wait to talk next week now. That I'm just I want to continue on in this conversation because it's so important, it's so good. Um, it is what the Lord is. It's it's obviously God's heart, He's revealing so much to then. Reveal judgment for His mercy, and His mercy always comes after judgment, and it's new every morning. And so, Johnny, before we end today, would you just pray into um, the Jeremiah thirty-three? Do you 30? know
3: what the clock is right behind you right now as we're talking? Is it right when you when you <laughs> set it out of your mouth? You want to pray into the Jeremiah thirty three three? It's literally three thirty three is behind you the moment you mention that.
1: I didn't even see that, guys. I had no idea. No. Obviously. Um, But would you would you pray into that before we end?
3: Today? Yeah, I think that was a a big five high five from God for us. I love it when He does that. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you for uh, your clear speaking to us, even through uh, something that you know could seem like the foolishness of a Super Bowl. But you are the God. You show up wherever the enemy thinks he's setting a stage, and you have your own messaging to do. And you look for those who are paying attention to your messaging. And Lord, I just thank you even for this uh, Jeremiah thirty-three-three call to me, and I will answer you. I'll speak to you. I'm going to show you things that are the opposite of your contradiction, and that this is a word for your sons and daughters right now. Um, this is a word to um, give us hope to. Um, instill in us the, the faith to follow your narrative for this moment, that we do not fall to the narrative the enemy's throwing out. The and, uh, His narrative says he's in charge. He's running things. He's got all the symbolisms. He's got all the, uh, the media, the platforms taken. And Lord, we just thank you that this is not truth, that the truth is something you're going to speak in an unusual way, even those who've been seeing the three three threes and know God has been speaking to you, it's going to go up to the next level. But remember, don't just take this as a, wow, I see the three, three, three again. This is him saying, call on me. Remember, that's the first part of them. Part is to set yourself, set, set some time aside. It means he knows you need an infusion of encouragement that you don't presently have. And so it's a call mm-hmm. for you to, however you do it, set, set aside a time and place for you to hear from him, something that encourages you, something maybe you want to write down, something you might even want to journal that is his truth for you at this time in the midst of a contradiction. Thank you, Lord, for all you're doing. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, Johnny, before I wrap up the show, how can people follow along with you?
3: All right. So restore7.org, if you go there is where we have, um, you know, everything that's Everything that's going on right now, whether it's Justice's new book, we have it's just um, uh, we have Restore 7 TV is something we'll talk to you more about sometime in the future. Restore 7 TV is where we have over 40 um, content providers and it's kind of kingdom Netflix in the sense that instead of having themes that Netflix will have comedy horror, whatever, it will be themes of. Um, kind of per mountain, but it's a very creative way. And it's not it's, its not in a highly religious way. It depends which ones you have. There's over 40 of them. So they're all different ways, but it's something uh, we decided to take on because we believe it has to be practical. The kingdom has to practically be uh, in place. If we want to restore the breach, restore cities, we have to provide alternative ways of advancing in everything. We have to bring yes. the kingdom okay. way. And it may be something that's going to be better and better in the future. And what we have now is not as good, but we're hearing great reports from it. We have other things there as well. Everything we have is designed to facilitate this idea of God in the streets, the restorer of the breach, the God that's not just saying, hey, you know, give me your time in your closet, but Mm -hmm. show up with who I am in society. And the Lord's saying, give that message in a stronger way at this time. So Mm -hmm. anyway, there we go.
1: And you guys can look up Johnny Enloe, like on Facebook, and you have Instagram and Rumble and all of YouTube, all those channels too, right?
3: Um, probably. No YouTube. So it's Johnny and Elizabeth Enloe. And <laughs> have you been kicked
1: off YouTube?
3: <laughs> no, I, I got us oh,
1: shocked.
3: I when I was YouTube with on Elijah streams where I got Elijah stream banned for life by a comment <laughs> I made. They just took us, but they didn't go after me. Of course, we're 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 more careful, and so. I don't actually, you know, uh, have family that makes the connection and put things out there. And so uh, I think the one I see the most is the Facebook one. But, yeah, there is Instagram and Rumble and what other one did you mention? Um, Facebook,
1: YouTube.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, they're just platforms. It's just messaging. Right. Right. and, And, you know, we try to. It's about being a good steward. It's not about trying to get, you see, that's the difference between getting likes and et cetera, et cetera, and being popular when you, when you, it's just, it is a tool. Social media is a tool for stewarding oh, a message. And yes. so where that gets to go out, even when, you know, I'll go from here and have coffee or something and the message gets to keep going on a social media platform. So it's an amazing gift from God when used yes. uh, properly. And it's amazing trap when you get caught into, you know, just. The, the algorithms and other things uh, like that. And so that's another area for us to grow in.
1: Well, you're blessed to still have all the platforms and we pray that they just a protection over you. Because yes. They're ripped. They're just taking people off like no tomorrow, but okay. That's another topic for another day, but you guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, for Johnny and low unfiltered today. You don't want to miss tomorrow. I will be back with Tim sheets. Tim has a now Word for you guys. You don't want to miss it tomorrow. We love you so very much. Have a blessed day. See you tomorrow. Bye bye.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at elijahstreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.